Pie in the Sky Media. This series contains adult language and descriptions of graphic violence throughout. Listener discretion is advised. I mean, I mean, come, all right, hold on, hold on, we'll get there. All right. <laughs> Three, two, one. Welcome back, Murder Chronicles Nation. Welcome to the episode of Your Nightmares. That would be a murderous cloud showing up at your door with fucking balloons and flowers. Okay, anyway. You're the greatest, Brandon! Anyway, before we get to that, my name is Brandon. I have produced the show alongside the great Carolyn Osorio, who we are lucky enough to have with us again this week. Hello, Carolyn. Nice to see you. Hello, Brandon. Nice to see you. How's your week? Busy, but great. Terrific. It's really great. Good to hear. Not you. What about you? Same. I'd rather be busy than bored, you know? So uh, no complaints. Down in um, San Diego for a family wedding, which was... Uh, over the weekend? Over the weekend, yeah. I, I actually didn't get to enjoy it as much. Um, both of my daughters are uh, volleyball players, so that's... It's kind of like akin to like, you know, travel soccer where that's like kind of your whole world. Um, so there were tryouts. So I actually from L.A. drove down to San Diego in the morning, went to the wedding and drove back that night so we could be at tryouts early the next morning in L.A. So it was a long one day for me, but my wife got to spend a couple of nights down there and enjoy the hotel and the spa and all that with her sister. So it was great. It worked out all the way around. I don't like being around awesome. people. That much. Yeah, I don't like big crowds that much. So. I was happy to leave. You know what? I avoid them like the plague. Yeah. Yeah. But it was it was strange because it was my wife's second cousin. So my wife's cousin's daughter. Mm-hmm. I was getting married. Okay. And my wife and I, we've been together, yeah. we've been together 25 years. And so I've known these girls that were getting married since they were toddlers. And so they're your little nieces. Or no, of, they're cousins. They're like, like but, but like, second cousins once removed or third cousins. I don't know what yeah. it is, but, um, yeah. you know, family and, you know, uh, Southern California family. So we see them pretty regularly and, um, just seeing how they've grown up and, you know, they were teenagers at my wedding, you know, and then, uh, and mm-hmm. now we're there and, you know, they're marrying, they, his, her older sister got married two years ago and Olivia just got married now and, and married great dudes, great families, like really good people. And, um, so yeah, it was, it was nice to see. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I can't, I can't wait anymore. <laughs> I can't wait anymore. So I, 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 you got to keep Springsteen's name out of your mouth, first of all. Okay. Unless, unless no, no. I, I saw Springsteen, I'm like, Oh, you no, know, no. I'm putting that in here. Unless it's, you know unless that. it's followed Please. by the savior of rock and roll. Okay. Keep Springsteen's name out, Joe. <laughs> yeah, you damn right you should. I wish I would have done that full thing because you were gonna spit up that. I would have. I might have. I might have. But no, fun. I'm kidding. Um, I, 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 don't, I just don't like. Um, I'm not a big fan of. Well, I'll hold off on that. But I, I didn't know. Uh, I'd love to know when Springsteen lived down there. First of all, actually, what like what it was just a fact. Like when he had it a. Just, when he had a house, like I wonder if it's horse country down there, because um, his daughter, you yes, know, is a is. massive equestrian Olympian, silver medalist. 
Um, I didn't know that, but that yeah. is exactly it. Oh, really? Yes, it's like, yes, equestrian stuff is very, yeah, bingo. Okay, so that makes bada sense. Bada that makes sense. And, and also, you know, Miami's, the, they call it the sixth borough, right? Because everybody from New York, you know, uh, retires to Miami, you know. It's either the sixth mm-hmm. borough or uh, God's waiting room. Is what also they call South Florida. <laughs> I let me go to Florida. I'm all fun here. But uh, but no, I love Miami, man. I love Miami. I've had some fun in Miami. But so that's interesting. All right, so Wellington, Florida. So and you you mentioned it that it was a unique uh, community, um, and I thought it was just going to be because rich people live there. But no, this is. It's not like I live. Oh, I live on a lake. No, I live on a golf course. No, I live on a private airport. Like that's I know, that's how rich I am. Okay, that's next level. Yeah, I'm in a private jet community. Holy shit, that would be yeah. pretty. That would be pretty cool, though. You know, uh, live uh, like. I mean, a- if you were, if you loved flying, absolutely. You're like, yeah. Hey, hey, son, taxi out the airplane. Like, grab the rope. Let's tow it out there. Let's. I mean, it, if you were into that kind of thing, that'd be really cool. Yeah, I was. I was involved briefly in this other podcast, this limited series that I was going to do that that fell apart, and it was about a. Uh, it was. It was strange. It was a comedy about the true story of a failed uh, military kind of exercise, uh, uh, kind of under the radar, unsanctioned, fool, foolish kind of bullshit. But the guy who was in charge of it, somewhere in the middle of central Florida, uh, recreated the airstrip that they were going to be trying to attack, right? And like dug out a pond for the water near the airstrip and was like running these military drills like in real time of like, Just this is ex- no, to train. They're like, here's like mm-hmm. almost the exact environment that we're going to be in. Right. This is the length of the mm-hmm. airstrip. This is where the water is. This is where the buildings are. Yeah. And he did all that. So I guess there's just a lot of land in Florida where you could just, cause it's all flat. It's perfect for airstrips. Right. I mean, well, when I was looking at like photos, it's so like green yeah. and like that brilliant green grass. Yeah. It's just so beautiful. And it's like, just, forever yeah, you know and then, sure. this, and then these backyards it's like it's hard to describe like the opulence of that yeah you know yeah and just because i've never heard of someone having a backyard that was that was a shared airstrip <laughs> yeah. yeah well i like the highest elevation in florida is like six inches or something i mean it's not it's more than that but it's like a very flat place um, yeah. and like drug cartels have been cutting airstrips in there in Florida forever. Like off the, like there was that movie American made that was great when you would just fucking land anywhere. Um, but yeah, yeah. So airstrip community, airport community in Florida, that that's a new one on me. I find that, I found that pretty interesting. So now we go to, um, Mike and Marlene Warren. Okay. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Together a long time. Yeah. Together a long time and rich mm-hmm. and rich. Mm-hmm. And, and it was, it was interesting hearing their voices mm-hmm. because give them all the money in the world and it's great. And, and, and this is not at all, I'm not, I'm not throwing shade or any aspersions <laughs> as to their intellectual capacity. But what I'm saying is that if you didn't know that they were like multimillionaires, you would think that they were just normal, like around the way kids from Florida, 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Speaking in the mm-hmm. local vernacular with the local accent, with the local everything, they just happened to own tons of fucking apartment buildings and a really successful, you know, car dealership. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it's, it was interesting. And then as that was kind of becoming apparent to me, then you hear the detectives talking similarly, right? Like, the, mm-hmm. the, like, and, and I don't know if that was a, a, a means to like create some kind of relationship. Like the, the cop was like, all right, I'm going to talk the way you talk. Or if it was just a local cop who happened to have the same mannerisms and the same manner of speech, whatever. But um, it was just, it was interesting. It was a little bit of like backwoods, central Florida hick coming out. You know, I what I liked about it because the audio was absolutely terrible. Oh, dog like, shit! Let me just yeah, say that. yeah, it was dog shit. Yeah, but I love that flavor because it really gives you the immediacy of what was happening and and then the dynamics going on, like especially with Sheila and her interview. <laughs> Sheila, <laughs> Sheila is a fucking stone wall. Like she gives nothing. Nope, nothing. I'm sure it wasn't me. Nah, absolutely not. Everybody picked out a picture of you. Like everybody. Nope. Wasn't me. Wow. I'm interested. I was really impressed with that. So was I. So was I. Yeah. But but she was also while at the same time flirting. If you can. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. You pick that up. Yeah. I was like, wow. She really is like trying to kind of, and it sounds like that's what her personality was. Like she was, you know, she could, she was really pretty, but she could also be like, you know, tomboy or whatever, you know, I don't even know. Androgynous, described as androgynous. But that she could hold her own and was able to, you know, handle, you know, have conversations with men and women. And, you know, I mean, that's a, that's an engaging personality. And she was clearly trying to use that in her interview. Yeah. Yeah. I agreed. And and so, so Mike had the business, the car rental business, right? And Mm -hmm. also sold used cars. Yes. And uh, repossessed cars that he would sell. So I guess he offered Mm in-house financing just to fuck people over as much as he could, right? Because that's how you know you're screwed. Oh, no credit, no whatever. Okay. You owe $9,000 a month. I know. For an 82,000. <laughs> and then like the description of his personality of like talking somebody through that. Like you could talk, talk you out of your pants. Interview. Right. Like, yeah. But like one of the interviews that I had was like this really hot Camaro that this woman wanted. And it was like, there was only two in the state. And it was like back in the day where there was like T-tops and like velour yeah, burgundy. The yeah. best days of American automobiles. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Right, right, right. And so he had like she was doing these payments. It was like a weekly thing. And 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 he was holding the insurance, like because the when you have a dealership, you just have to have insurance anyway, right? Yeah. For all the yeah. cars. Yeah. But then he was charging her insurance on top of that, plus these exorbitant payments. And and it was just like, you know, she wanted to drive a cool car. Yeah, man, who doesn't? She, And then he ended up stealing the car, allegedly. I had a Camaro when I was 19. It was awesome. (laughs) Of course you did. It was fucking awesome. Um, Anyway, but uh, but regardless, regardless. Wait a second, wait a second. What color? It was like a metallic light blue. 
It was nice. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it was nice. How, it was did nice. You, how did you end up getting that? Early seventies. You know, I got an eye for this shit. Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Did you work on it? I didn't work on it. My roommate at the time was a mechanic, and the reason I bought it was because he said I could fix it for you, and he did. And it and, and it was it was it was great. It was great. Girls loved it. Um, mm-hmm. So, all right. That's the most. So you would have been yeah. at that lot talking to Mike, paying nine grand a month, yeah, for a T top. <laughs> Actually, that's probably something you'd get murdered for because they'd come and try to take your car. Take away the car. Away. Like, I would. I would have run into Marlene. I'd have been. I'd been running from Marlene, the the repo woman, right? <laughs> <laughs> so. So now we get to, okay. But I thought, hold on one second. I just have to say one of the things that I liked about this story and what I like in general, like reporting and just in, in movies and things like that is subcultures that mm-hmm. you're not really aware of. And like, so this whole repoing thing, I hadn't really, I didn't know a lot about it. Oh, and yeah. so this idea that, you know, you, you have a connection with the dealership and then there's a list and you don't get paid unless you get the car. So you, and you're competing with all of these other repo people who are trying to get, and then you get like a hundred bucks, which back in the night, you know, 1990s, I think that would have been like maybe like 300, right? Yeah. You do two or three of those a day and you're doing fine. So there's, it's a, it's a pretty cutthroat business. As soon as it goes out on the, on the repo wire, right. That this person is in default and you have like really, the repo wire. right. You have the, 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 the repo people have, have, it would surprise you the kind of the legal protection that they have to just to go and take your shit, right? They they're acting like on behalf of the bank and they're, they're they have, they're legally able to like, like some fourth amendment stuff gets, gets relinquished. Like they could go into you your car. Um, gosh, how do I know this? So there, gosh, I'm going to, I'm exposing a, a dirty secret of mine. Uh, every now and then I'll go down these uh, YouTube rabbit holes on Oh my god! Like like the algorithm will the algorithm will 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 spit out like a bounty hunter video, right? We're like, whoa! This like karate guy fights off a bounty hunter, and it's like, and it's real. You're like, holy shit, that's insane! And then like that is your algorithm. Oh my! Is there really a video that involves karate and repoing? I'll send it to you. You'll love it. It's hypnotic. You can't look away. You can't look away. All right. And then it's like, Hey, if you like this, click this one. And it's like, you know, guy goes crazy when his car gets hooked up by the repo guy and it's nuts. You're like, Holy shit. These repo people are fucking insane. Like sometimes they go through some shit where it's like, they could, someone's going to pull a gun on you. Take my car off the truck or I'm going to shoot you kind of shit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I was like, I'm saying like, you don't like when you get into like, cause one time when I was driving home from work, I was on the freeway right in Seattle and all of a sudden my transmission just mm-hmm. went out. Yeah. So I got over the corner and the repo or the guy came and picked me up and you know was towing my car. And so I was in driving alongside of him with his speaker and I mean yeah. not his speaker, but his like CD or whatever. Oh, yeah. And so of course we were talking and 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 the you know calls were coming in. And so I kind of had this this bird's eye view and and I didn't end up doing a story on it, but it was pretty exciting, you know, for whatever the, yeah. the hour that I was with. We drove through traffic. So I lived in that very strange YouTube world for probably like a week, you know, just like 
before bed or, mm-hmm. you know, toilet time, whatever, you know what I mean? I'm watching videos. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm, yeah. I'm the only guy that does it. All right. Whatever. Oh. And, and the one. That- I already have a husband. Okay? <laughs> okay. So you know what I'm talking All about. Right. So the videos that I are do. well done, the repo videos that are well done, there's like, music, <laughs> there's, there's music, right? And there's in the editing, which gets you like the adrenaline, like, holy shit. What if the guy comes out before the car's on the truck? Oh shit. Oh shit. Like it's really anxiety inducing, mm. you know? Um, I, yeah, no. Yeah. So and it's, then, a, it's a thing. And then you have this couple, Mike yeah. and Sheila. Well, well no, they're not really. Alle- allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly. You have Mike. Right. And- so they're like, that's, that's how they connect right they're like let's go do a job together yeah okay let's yeah, go let's get go. The, let's go repo this fucking car oh yeah then we'll get in the car and we'll do it and they're driving and right. they're like talking about it it's like really exciting because and let's, they're like because let's face it 1990 is basically the 80s it's technically the 80s but it's the 80s culturally also right yeah. right so all that shit was going on better music in the 90s yeah yeah Okay, yeah, probably. From my perspective, yeah. Listen, 90s gave us Eminem, gave us grunge. Uh, Mm -hmm. So there's there's some good stuff from the 90s. Absolutely. Yeah, there's some good stuff from the 90s. Okay, so 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 they're like, so so they're in this, they're in the the cockpit together. They're just (laughs) totally. Right, there's these two young kids. There's like the the gear shift between them. Right, they're together for 20 years. He's driving. They keep it. They, they they keep it new by repossessing people's property. Okay. Like, no, I'm talking about Sheila. Hold on, Sheila. We don't know Mike. about Sheila and Mike. Not- I'm talking about I'm talking about Mike and Marlene. Mike is a workaholic, allegedly. It could have been a ruse for some sexual proclivities. Who knows? I'm. I probably it is. Apparently, he was a good talker, and and chicks dug him. Um, Marlene is out. You know, uh, repoing vehicles. I mean, and that tells Wait, you something. Mar- Wait a second. Marlene is not. Marlene's doing the apartments. Sheila is the repo. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. That's what I thought I was saying. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Forgive me. Get so, it right. I know. Dude. I know. Mike and his women. Marlene is doing all of the apartment stuff. Okay. And I worked yes, in that business yeah. for a minute. I worked in property management. Right. And it's no picnic. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, people have there. There's issues like legitimate issues, like especially when it rains, everyone's got leaks or. You got, no. yeah. It's so funny because we had. My husband had this, like, one of his dreams was to have a mass, a bunch of properties. And so we, so we got, I was like, okay, so we got a fourplex mm-hmm. and that is where we learned that we are not management. <laughs> one of them was like, there was a hoarder who lived up top mm-hmm. and then, the, and then we just mm-hmm. had people like taking advantage of us. And we're like, I mean, anyway, we're just not. See, that's not, why. You give up 6% of your rent and you hire a, a company that manages your buildings for you. That was the company that I worked for. I worked for the but owners. See, when, when you're a ma and pa and you're just yeah. starting out, you got to do all that. Yeah, you know, absolutely. you got to do Anyway, we, we lost 20,000, but we sold it within a year and wow. we were grateful to walk away losing 20,000, you know, wow. because it was just, it was just too much, you yeah. know, it was yeah. too, yeah. too much. Yeah. I hear you. So you just killed your husband's dreams. All right. Good for you. Okay. Well done. Hey, you know what? Here's the thing. He got to experience that. <laughs> and realized that it wasn't his dream anymore. Okay. And he was at the end of it, he was like, you're right. Okay. And I was like, Hey, it was 20,000. Absolutely. 
So then comes the fateful day where Mike has, in my opinion, a manufactured alibi because he's in the car going to Miami. And I know I'm casting some aspersions here, but that's fine. Uh, Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a knock at the door and it's a fucking clown. Mm -hmm. And he shoots Marlene in the face and then oddly doesn't run away, just kind of walks away according, right? He's not like fleeing the crime scene. Just, oh, he's in full control. Just in his goofy fucking clown suit, right? No longer with the mm-hmm. balloons and the flowers, just with the gun, I guess, because he left with the gun. Gets in, yep. in the most 80s car that there is, a white LeBaron. Okay. <laughs> I think it was like a, the, 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 you could roll the top back, oh, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Convertible yeah. LeBaron is no joke, okay? Uh, and, then, and then drives off. And the son tries mm-hmm. to chase him down. Uh, and can't mm-hmm. find him, and the other son calls calls the ambulance. So um, now it's who's the clown? Well, like that's obviously the question: is who this who is this guy? I saw was the brown eyes. I'm assuming that that's going to come up later because you kind of hung a lantern on it in the first episode. So I'm uh, I'm sure part two that the brown eyes will have something. Well, to what do. did you hold on one second? What did you think as as it was unfolding? What did you think was going to happen with the clown? Uh. Oh, I knew the clown was going to murder her. Like, did I, did I? Oh, you did? Oh, yeah, of course. An unannounced clown shows up to your house. I'm not answering the fucking door. Are you kidding me? So you have chlorophobia. No, I don't have chlorophobia. I have unannounced guests at my house in costume. Like, if a guy, listen, if a, if a, if a dude shows up, you know, wearing a priest outfit, I'm calling the cops. Okay. Like, if, are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. What would you seriously? What would you do? I would, tell, I would say, get get off my property. I'm calling the police. If a clown shows up at my house in full makeup, I, come on, come on. I, you know what? I just am curious. Like, what would you do? No I didn't know. Way. I'm no way. What asshole would send someone a clown gram or something? Like, haha! I'm going to send this dude a clown as like a joke. No, it's not funny. No, but she liked clowns. Right. So I could see her being like, that's, hey, that, everybody knows that I like clowns. And that's super weird, you know? too, that she likes clowns. That's also weird. But again, everyone has their kink. I guess that was hers. But um, I, I, I wouldn't be – just because someone's in a clown, just because just it's a clown suit, okay? I draw oh, no oh. distinction between that and, like, a hockey mask or, like, a, a horror mask or something. You're still – they're hiding their identity for a reason. Okay. Well, it it's just what if it's Halloween? I was just as you said that I was reminded when there was one time Halloween, with my son. Halloween's little kids. I could beat the crap out of little kids if they decide to riot on my house. Like I could handle that. Send me all the eleven year olds you want. All right, mm-hmm. and I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. All right, but a grown up, okay, concealing his identity in the middle of the day when it's not Halloween, you're not answering the door. Come on. Okay. Well, you've been a big talker about your karate for like two years now. So I'm just surprised that you're not pulling that out. Like, is that all talk? Of course it's all talk. But what I specifically said was all men Mm -hmm. think that karate lives within them somewhere and that it's just waiting Mm -hmm. to be like awakened. I've never, it's never been awakened in me yet. Yeah. Maybe I just haven't, maybe I just haven't been in the right situation. Maybe I haven't been in the right situation 
I had a, oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> I had a boss at a job that I worked in the service industry. Um, and my age from kind of where I'm from, um, uh, smart guy, uh, great with guests, but something must've happened to him as a kid. Like he must've been bullied or something because he was so quick to anger and so quick to defend just innocuous remarks that you get in the service industry. People hurl defensive. shit. Just, just people hurl shit at you all the time. And he's like, whoa. And he would strike this pose and he'd, and he'd get in a crouch combat position and he'd strike this karate pose and and every single, and I'd seen him do it dozens of times. And every time the person on the receiving end would laugh because it was funny. He would break into this, this karate pose like this, right? Like he was ready to fucking throw down at a moment's notice. All right. And well, was it an awkward laugh? That seems oh, like a was really awkward, awkward and like, what laughing hell? because we don't know what to do. And and they and it would work. I don't know if it was like I'm going to show you that I'm crazy and you're going to walk away. But he never had to use it. He never issued one karate strike since I'd known him. But he was apparently very very highly trained in in martial arts, and uh, yeah, and and took. I don't zero- know what's creepier, the clown or this guy. That the guy. You're it was about. weird. It was weird. He took zero shit from anybody, but. But who cares, right? You're in the service industry. You're going to take some shit from people because it'll last two seconds and then they're gone. Like, and who cares? But even the smallest perceived slight would get this, this very aggressive, aggressive response. I don't know. I don't know how he, how he continued to work in that. He didn't for long. Like as somebody who's worked in the service industry, you can't do that. I mean, you have people like, Treating you like crap left and left right. Left and right. Constantly. I know, all the time, all the time. So, but the thing about it is that very similar to the uh, um, bounty hunter karate video, right? Oh my gosh, you had to bring it up. Bring here's what's it similar. No, here's what's similar for real. Yeah. The bounty hunter guy knew yeah. that this fucking guy was serious and wouldn't go near him, made him cuff himself. Like wouldn't go anywhere near him because he's like, dude, you could probably fuck me up. I could tell by looking at you because this the karate guy was super calm and just had his guard up for a second. He's like, I'm not going anywhere with you. He goes, yes, you are. Pulled out a taser. The guy didn't give a shit. Like it was, it was gnarly. And so people that would run into my old boss when he would do his karate stuff, they'd be like, okay, this guy probably means it. And he mm-hmm. could probably really fuck me up. So I'm just going to walk away and laugh and be like, wow, this weird karate guy actually kind of scared me a little bit. So in that respect, you know, mm-hmm. peace through strength, right? He didn't have to use peace, it. Peace through crazy. <laughs> or, people walk through, away from crazy. People will walk you're like, away from is, crazy. This is uncomfortable because you don't know what you're dealing absolutely. with. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, I mean, that's like with the clown, I guess maybe that's why people, you can't see their emotions. You can't see their facial expressions. And so you don't know what their yeah. intention yeah. is. Not only can you not see their emotions, you are force fed, unless it's a sad clown, but generally you're force fed a painted on smile. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so it's probably their emotions or anything, but what you're seeing. So it's like, you're constantly, uh, you know, being lied to when you're in the presence of a clown, which is weird, right? This is really deep. This is crazy because I had to look up my definition of a clown mm. and scientific American, and yeah. you just pulled that 
that shit out of your pockets, oh. right? Like you're really like. <laughs> and here's the other thing. I know clowns. I know a couple professional clowns. I know a clown troupe. And one of the most talented people I've ever worked with is this kid named Matt Morgan. Okay. Um, no mm -hmm. relation. And, uh, any relation no no relation and he's and he's and he's got a big vegas show now if anyone i don't i wish i knew what it was called because I'd, I'd 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 pitch it for i'd plug it for him but um he's he's listen uh, we're busting on clowns but they're they're generally a very very talented group of artists mm -hmm. right like um steve-o you know from jackass yeah. Steve-O was a guest on another a podcast that I used to do with a Navy SEAL. Okay. And the Navy SEAL and Steve-O were talking and they found so much common ground in the selection process mm -hmm. to become a Navy SEAL as it is to become a Ringling Brother circus clown. Okay. Oh my God. Yeah. How, how very few are chosen, how many try out, how easy it is to fail out of it. Right. How it messes people up emotionally, all that. So that was a really, really interesting episode. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, that would be, I mean, that's a subculture clowns that yeah. I don't know really anything about, but I just don't like clowns because I don't like to have to, um, be uncomfortable when I'm supposed to be entertained. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if I don't find something funny or if I don't, you know, I don't like that. Yeah, I, don't I like either. to, you know, I, I don't like to be put on the spot with my like entertainment. Like I it's kind of weird. I don't either. Yeah. I don't like the expectations, expectations on my entertainers. Yeah. I don't like it. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. But so let's talk about Sheila now. Okay. Sheila is the employee, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of evidence and speculation that her relationship with Mike went beyond the employer employee relationship. Okay. Yes. I think it's fair to say that without, in the absence of, of, of proof or, you know, an, an admission, I would, I would lean in that direction. Okay. I would lean in mm -hmm. that direction. Um, I mean, I think that the, the woman who was describing the podium, the podium, I mean, the I, podium I, story. There you go. Of course. Of course. Okay. Um, yeah. That and then, and other things as well. And then the fact that, and when she was being interviewed and the cop was like, why kill her? Right. Why not kill him? And she's like, yeah, why not kill him? Like she was being very like uh, accommodating during the interviews, which mm -hmm. was, which I found kind of interesting, but still ice cold. She didn't give up anything. must've been really, I'm, I'm really interested for part two to see where the interrogation of her goes and, and what the, what the end result is. Um, very I thought she was super manipulative. Mm -hmm. That's what I got out of that. She was working them just as hard as they were working her. And I think that she was laughing and like, directing the conversation but then she showed a different side of her personality where she would act like you know like you said iron maiden she wasn't going to admit right, anything right nothing nothing so but then they then they catch a break right because again most of the time you could rely on the stupidity of criminals like we have this great idea whoever the the shooter is going to be is going to dress up as a clown hmm Let's go buy, let's go to a local store and buy a clown costume a couple of days before it happens. And let's go to even the store down the street for the one place where you can get this balloon and the flowers. I know. I know. It doesn't, it doesn't add up. Like why, why would, if it was her that did it, why would she do that? Stupid. You know, because she kept the person who was the clown kept their cool, you know, didn't run away. You know, you know, they had a getaway car. Right. You know, I mean, it just seems like. So I'm just trying but, to think about 
who they would get. Right. I'm trying to think about if the if the trigger man is someone that we already know, a character that, that we heard about in part one. So we've got mm-hmm. we've got Mike and Marlene. Mike's on his way mm-hmm. to Miami. All right. Then we've got Sheila and Sheila's husband. Do we have his name? Richard. Richard. Sheila and Richard. Right. Which they were throwing him under the bus. They were throwing Big Rick, they were throwing guy. Richard under the bus, right? Yeah. 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 But Richard wouldn't benefit from Marlene's death, right? No. She wouldn't. I mean, we, we unless and, there's something more that we don't right. know about. In no. fact, Richard would, if he were truly in love with Sheila and wanted to stay together, it would be less likely with Marlene out of the way that Sheila would stick to the marriage because Mike would be available. Mm-hmm. Right? All things being equal. So, exactly. Right, yeah. Right. I mean, that's why the, the police were like, why would she do that? Right. I mean, they didn't even pretend like, okay, let's, let's, butter her up and and go down this rabbit hole with her that doesn't even make sense just to build her right. like it doesn't even make so sense. in my mind richard would be cleared but i'm not a cop and i probably shouldn't be but um i would stop looking at richard as the trigger man and i would look at just someone that uh would also benefit mm-hmm. if sheila just wants because wants to be with mike let's just say that's that's what it is mike is some you know a magic kind of dude and everybody mm-hmm. wants to be with him and Sheila's like I'm willing to kill for this so she would benefit just romantically and financially because he's going to get all fucking money and blah and all that uh, but who else mm-hmm. would be willing unless it was just a murder for hire it was just a murder mm-hmm. for hire plot right and the and the killer's like yeah but I need a really cool disguise alright like what kind of disguise mm-hmm. uh, clown I think would be cool but not the shoes because the shoes are stupid Okay, so, mm-hmm. so I know why wouldn't you why wouldn't you get the shoes because you probably you know? could have you ever tried running in clown shoes I have it's really difficult wait a second are you kidding <laughs> you've it's been a, hiding that it's you like your clown the entire time it's, it's like it's like the uh the flippers when you're scuba diving you have to walk backwards in clown shoes right mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so uh so yeah I'm really like I, I'm I'm interested for part two because I'm I'm um, I would bet everything that Sheila is guilty of something in this. Okay, yes. I would. Well, what about Mike? Oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I didn't. Man, does Mike have brown eyes? Um, I think he does. Huh. If he weren't halfway to Miami, I would say maybe that was Mike in the clown suit. But wouldn't his kid recognize mm. just at least how his dad walks? If he wasn't walking funny in clown shoes, like just a normal walk, I would recognize my mm-hmm. father walking, you know, just his gait that I've known my whole life. Um, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But listen, here's what I know for sure. Sheila bought the clown suit. Mm-hmm. Sheila bought the balloons. Sheila bought the the flowers. Right. I would bet on mm-hmm. that just because of eyewitness. Everyone picked her out. Right. With, without mm-hmm. without exception, she was picked out of these mm-hmm. photo arrays of employees. So that's what I would think. But anyway, um, I'm uh, I'm interested in uh, and can't wait actually for part two. I don't like when you do these two parters just because I have to wait and I want answers, but uh, but I can uh, I can I can wait. Um, how did you find this story, by the way? You know, I was just search. I'd heard about it, mm-hmm. and nice. there is a solution to it, and so it was. I don't want to give too much away, but I'd heard about it in the past, and then I heard that there was a resolution. And so I was like, cause like, I mean, 
part of the reason why it's become kind of an urban legend is because like a clown like who does this right you know who goes and knocks on your someone's door doesn't say a word and then shoots you point blank in the face yeah. i mean that's terrible yeah it's and so it stayed in the minds of the community and just beyond that because it's just so scary and especially because now i don't know if you see it on the news where there there'll be these sightings of people who dress up as yeah, clowns yeah, and they're scary. like people can't take it they're like why are you doing this see if only he had gotten the shoes worn sunglasses and like stolen a kid's bike as his getaway vehicle it would have been the perfect crime with a little ring 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 like on the handlebar as he was leaving no, I because it's the brown eyes the boots and the car that are probably gonna gonna burn him is what i would mm -hmm. think but anyway well hey great job thank you looking forward to next week mm -hmm. um and uh and thank you for everybody listening to uh joining us again for another bonus episode of the murder chronicles please consider uh patronizing the wonderful companies that support us we can't do this without them if you have a moment head over to apple podcasts and give us a rate and a review and maybe share with your friends if you are so inclined uh carolyn thank you again for all your hard work anything you'd like to add and thank you brando for all of your hard work i'm carolyn Osorio with the greatest you're the greatest brandon morgan and we'll see you next time thanks everybody until then stay safe the Murder Chronicles is a pie-in-the-sky production recorded live in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. We are produced by Brandon Morgan and myself, music by Soundstripe. For Pie in the Sky Media, I'm Carolyn Osorio, your writer and host. Thanks for listening. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.